The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. I believe inspiring people to be the person they aspire to be by doing the things they aspire to do. This podcast is an additional platform to help me do just that. I know a lot, I've done a lot, and I do a lot. By sharing my experience with you all, be the highlight of my day. I will also have family, friends, and colleagues share their knowledge and experiences with me. You think you know me, but you don't know the half. Welcome to Vail's World. It's the team. Yo, 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 what's up? What's up, everybody? This your boy Lavelle D. Munger, your host for Vail's World. Thank everybody for tuning in. And as usual, we have one magnificent episode. For those that's new, making sure that you all follow us on Vail's World Podcast, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. If you'd like to sponsor an upcoming episode, be featured, or you'd like me to be a guest, shoot us an email at veilsworldpodcast at ldmonger.com. Let's get on with the show. So, today we're going to have a very, very, very controversial episode. So, make sure y'all tune in all the way to the end so we get to the hot Hot top. Um, of course, we got good read, and then we have what's popping in, in Vale's world. I'm um, prior to. So let's get on with the good read. So today's good read is The Way of the Superior Man, a Spiritual Guide of Mastery, The Challenges of Women, Work, Sexual Desire. And this is the 20th anniversary edition by David. Dida. This book was very interesting. I had it on my library for a while, wanted to read, and finally just got to it. And I'm glad. I think it was a perfect time. I think too soon would have been too soon, and too late would have been not at all. The book pretty much describes the ways of a superior man, you know, explores most of the experiences and issues in men's lives from career to family to women to intimacy to love and spirituality it offered a guide for living a masculine life of integrity and freedom the biggest takeaway i got from this book was really breaking down and understanding the true difference between masculinity and and femininity and we hear about it a lot but no one really has a definition and or description to separate the two. So I learned that masculinity main desire is freedom, which made sense to me, especially I was like, Oh my God. A lot of times we say that men work for women and to, to court women and things of that nature. But honestly, like deeper than that, we bust our butt off for freedom. 
And when an individual, when a man loses hope in obtaining their freedom, that's when they become couch potatoes, bums, and just start living a more reckless life. And femininity desires love. So majority of the things they do is for love, for deep connection, which makes sense. And the 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 teachings were actually practiced and are researched both ways. So not saying men or women, it was who had the overall masculine and or feminine trait. Even in homosexual uh, relationships, heterosexual relationships, um, who has most of which trait and making sure that there's polarity because two masculines, two feminine can't be around. And if they are in a space, they can create um, a neutral type of relationship. And that's when you know they are capable of being friends. When they have a more balanced masculine and feminine uh, trait towards each other, and it changes. It varies by person. Who you are in one surrounding can be can be completely different than who you are um, in a different environment. And mastering that is really a skill set that has to be practiced. But yeah, if you all ever have the time, make sure that y'all read "The Way of the Superior Man: A Spiritual Guide to Mastering the Challenges of Women, Work, and Sexual Desire" by David Nindy. Great book. Make sure y'all follow your boy on Vail's World Podcast at Vail's World Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And if y'all got some books y'all want to suggest, feel free to shoot me an email at Vail's World Podcast at ldmonger.com. Now, the hot topics. Oh, my God. Nikki. Nikki. Nikki has done it again. She surprised us with a, I don't know if this is an album, an EP, an LP. I don't know what it was, but it was a mix tape. I don't know how Apple Music doing it nowadays, but it was a release that featured some of her old songs as well as a couple new ones. Or probably just a new one. I couldn't get past seeing green. And they snap. I would like to applaud Drake for being featured on the end of this song. It's very rare you hear Lil Wayne first and anybody last on the song. So I take this as a moment of passing the torch. Yep. That is the passing the torch moment. The song is fire. And we all know that Nikki, Drake, and Lil Wayne always come with the heat. And I believe it was the Meek Mill beef and them squashing that and her feeling left alone. Or it was some beef that Nikki was in where she felt betrayed because they didn't have her back the way she wanted them to have her back. So it, 
I'm happy to see them on a track, but seeing Green, oh my God. I probably listened to it for like an hour and a half just on repeat, just bobbing my head with the Jay-Z, the Jay-Z gift meme joint. It was flowing from beginning from Wayne to Nikki to Drake. And apparently Nikki had writer's block, so she hasn't produced any music in a while because she just was tired. You know, she's a new mother. Life just changed. Priorities change. And she took a break, which was the break that she should have been using. One of the things that make you legendary and gives you leverage is not being too accessible. And for a while, Nikki was just too accessible. We we like Rihanna and consider Rihanna a goat because she's not that accessible. Jay-Z the goat because he's not that accessible. He can come out with an album every two years and it's go crack just because he made people wait. Nikki was coming out with music every other month with some questionable people. So for her to take this break, enjoy you know pregnancy and motherhood, and then come out with this heat, man, just remind it. And a lot of people are saying, you know, a lot of women, the barbs are out there saying that maybe this is a shot at Megan Thee Stallion. Maybe it's a shot at Cardi B. We don't know. I didn't listen to Scotty Beam Me Up. I didn't listen to the entire thing, but seeing green is, is nice, and I look forward to seeing what they do from here. Hopefully all three of them make an album. I've been saying this for the last six years, so I would love to see all three of them make an album. Another thing, another update with me, I joined Leadership 100, Class 100, and this is a organization uh, initiative by the Orlando Economic Partnership, and it brings industry leaders from all over Central Florida. And because this is the 100 class, it was only right for our particular class to have 100 people. (laughs) And it's amazing. If anyone know me in networking space, I probably spend a couple minutes, days observing, analyzing, figuring out who I can match with because my personality is very unique. And then from there, I just have fun. So I got 100 people to, to, to swim to and from. So... It was a networking zoo that I enjoyed. So during uh, our first orientation days, it was just a way for me to be me. It's a lot of people. It can be overwhelming to a lot of others. But for me, it was the best game ever. And I definitely made an impact. One of the things that that stuck out was being young, being a business owner and just having all of these older people, 49, 50, you know, 60 year olders in a space where they willing to just share so much knowledge with me, man. I, I appreciate it. I value it. Those are the people that continue to make you better and sharpen you. They, they have lived experiences and they in positions right now where they can really um, provide you the, the knowledge to get you there. And I love it. The second day we had a economic development 
entwined with housing conversation and it was eye-opening i'm from st louis missouri so being in st louis we love to assume and think that only bad things happen there that only hoods are there <laughs> and that crabs in a bucket that mentality and haters and stuff only happen there yo Gotti said it best the people from your city be the biggest hating muff and that's real so a guy named Eddie, he's the president of Lift Orlando. He did an amazing presentation just talking about the, the growth, talking about you know, having a real conversation about gentrification. It's happening and there's nothing we can do about it. But what we can do is control the displacement and making sure that the right people are at the table when these conversations happen so that we can reduce the chances of redlining. We can reduce the chance of putting families in, in motels. We can reduce the chances of when a black family makes it to the middle class space and has the resources to, to purchase a house that they can actually purchase houses in their community opposed to moving to the suburbs. It was an amazing presentation, but what really stuck out was the tour. Now that I think about it, it probably was kind of weird seeing a huge coach bus for about on two different occasions for about two hours drive in your community. Man. And have like I didn't know how to feel. I'm like, we are driving in these spaces. There's people here and we inside this cooled mega buzz and pointing and hearing stories about the different community that we in and I had posted on my LinkedIn just because I, I I know I have a lot of dope people on my LinkedIn and I hope someone see that and want to help want to invest and when I say Orlando quickly transformed into New Orleans out there Katrina just the vibe, just the the energy, just the the cloud, just the the way of living. And I thought I grew up bad and in poverty and and things of that nature. My my mom did a damn good job of making sure that we didn't get that low. And Seeing some of the houses, you could tell they've been there forever. You could tell that it was more people in there that that it really can occupy and that were living. We was driving around. They had the door open and they had um, sheets to kind of keep the mosquitoes out, but hopefully allow a little wind and air to come through. Had air conditioners. It looked like if I was in some of those apartments that if I stood up, I'd probably be a a couple inches away from my fro hitting the ceiling. <sighs> yeah, it was a lot. We drove past Camping World Stadium. My first time being there was for Classics two years ago, which is Bethune-Cookman versus FAMU. Um, it's a big game for Florida. It's a lot of people that come around and visit. And I drove past one of the parking areas I was in, which 
were individuals that stayed in these apartment complexes and they would charge people to park doing big games, which is a huge financial loss for, for last year because of COVID. And being in those situations, it it builds community for the good and bad. It builds survival skills, but no one should be living like that. No one, not in America. When Eddie did his presentation, he he compared it to a third world country. And I, I and when I first heard, I thought he was just over exaggerating. And we went, and that was the exact vibes that I was feeling. And it touched more because it was literally six minutes away from where our studio is. Anyone knows me, I'm a real people person, real community person, real social justice type person. So I was just figuring out how in the hell can we help? Like, that's really what was going on in my brain. How is this Orlando and this space look worse than anywhere I've seen in St. Louis? Anywhere. I haven't seen no place in St. Louis that looked like that. Which was mind-blowing. And people will think that St. Louis is underdeveloped. St. Louis is all these other things. But it's because they, they don't travel. And when they travel, they go into the, the tour spots. They go into the spots in, in, in cities that they will never be able to see. Like, when you're in St. Louis, you don't leave St. Louis to move in the hood. You you leave St. Louis to move into a better place and things like that. So they'll never see this. They'll never experience this. And for the three years I've been here, I never experienced it. But I'm glad I had the opportunity. And one more thing about Leadership Orlando. There was a, a we had lunch at um, Hamburger Mary's. So it was 100 people in Hamburger Mary's eating. And I was able to sit down at this wonderful table, not knowing who was really there, right? Uh, it was some great people there. And at this table, it was women that was 50 and plus. One of them happened to be the CFO for Orlando Health, which was big. Um, one individual happened to be the IT um, director for the entire region of Truist Bank. Um, one is a realtor, but she's also married to a politician. And it was a lot. I, I can go up and down the table. It was a lot. And it was beautiful just being able, you know, finding comfort, but also being able to sit at this table and hold a conversation about so many different experiences, so many different things that really feed off the things that they were sharing and learning from some of the things they were sharing. So one thing that happened, I said women can't, I said there's two types of people that can't drive, women in Florida. And um, that was a, a spark, and I'm quite sure they'll remember me forever um, for that comment. And it worked out just like I like it. For one, figuring out what can you do that's not too offensive that can allow you to be remembered forever. And then once you get that attention, how do you balance and manage that? So now they always remember, oh, you know, if they don't remember my name, they're going to remember, oh, that's the guy that said women and Florinians can't drive. And from there, what do he do? Oh, man, he owns a photography company. 
but I can't really remember his name right now. Or they might just remember my name because of everything listed above. But being remembered for something is the starting point. But that conversation was good. That was right before our tour. I learned a lot, made some amazing connections. Um, one of the ladies was the director of the Olympics. So possibly, you know, having a meeting and creating an opportunity for RTW to be one of the vendors for that. I'm looking forward. Good stuff. Last thing for what's popping, man. This ain't, ain't going to take too long because I honestly can say I didn't watch it. But I have watched clips and it wasn't voluntarily. It wasn't on purpose at all. The Hall of Fame, the NBA Hall of Fame was Saturday and it was emotional. I can say I intentionally didn't watch it because it really hurts to, to, to know and be reminded that Kobe Bryant really died last year. And just like COVID, I remember exactly what I was doing, when I was doing it, where I was at, how social media was, was responding, how media outlets was responding. Like, I remember. If no one knows, Kobe Bryant is definitely one of my favorite players. I tell people all the time, for us 90s babies, Kobe was our Michael Jordan. When we were old enough to understand basketball, that was our first player to truly experience the NBA with. And then it transitioned to LeBron. Yeah, I like Michael Jordan, but let's be real. I was four or five years old when he was in his prime, seven, eight years old when he really started balling again. And then he went to the Wizards. And when he went to the Wizards, no one really I, – I, I don't recall any games that I watched as he was a Wizard. Probably the last game in the games that he played Kobe. My dad is a huge Lakers fan, so my mom's a huge Lakers fan. So that's what we had in our household. I do want to say big ups to Vanessa Bryant. She did a great job of just – composure, kindness, and grace. Like her speech wasn't nothing that we didn't already know, that we haven't already heard. But the will for her to get up and speak, it just shows the strength of women, the amazing strength of women, for her to hold it together. Because not only did she lose her husband, she lost her daughter. And every time you have to speak, you have to get reminded. So, yeah, I'll make sure that I go back. I, I watched, you know, Vanessa Bryant's speech. Again, it wasn't on purpose. Um, but I'm glad I did, especially before this show. And I look forward to going back and watch the entire Hall of Fame ceremony. Some great people in there. We got Chris Bosch, Paul Pierce. Chris Weber, Ben Wallace, just to name a few. Now, about to get to this hot topic. 
So today I want to talk about Kevin Samuels. I'm going to get straight to it. Today I want to talk about Kevin Samuels. Because it's very controversial. Now this is, for some people, the most masculine, feminine man in the world. And it's crazy how black people try to discredit black people just for disagreeing or just having a different perspective. All black lives don't matter. And it shows every time we have someone that has a different view of things. Instead of communicating and trying to figure out where did this thought process come from, it's easy for us to immediately go on social media and begin the the destruction process. I know people that never looked at a Kevin Samuels video, never even looked at a clip, and they I don't like him because of da 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 da. Have you watched the video? No, but I ain't finna watch him because of da 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 da. I'm like, how you have this much energy to hate somebody and you never even watched the video? Well, I know people say that he do this, 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 but did you watch a video? Like, do you know how the concept of his show? And I, I made a, a huge, I was like, you know, he's the male version of Wendy Williams right now. <laughs> um, but like, how are you going off perspectives of others if you never listen to the show? And now that they can't discredit anything that he's saying, they're trying to discredit him. And we have black men doing it too. We have black men doing it as well. And it's crazy. It's crazy when someone call the black community out on our bullshit. We are quick to crucify them. Even if they could be right. I remember when J. Cole told No Name that her tone was off. And then everybody went on on a rant with J. Cole for about a week about him tone policing women and all of this stuff. And a couple of weeks after that, everybody started talking about her tone when she directed something towards Beyonce. I just don't understand. Honestly, I just don't understand. And all J. Cole was saying was what every person say that tone and delivery is just as important as the message. Your message can get lost depending on how it rubs people. That's all he was saying. Like more people will listen if you change your tone. And it went to a whole week long cancel J. Cole moment. And then a couple of weeks later, they canceled her because of her tone and her delivery when she spoke out about something Beyonce did, which was mind-blowing. It was mind-blowing. Crazy how fast the black community can change. And honestly, the loudest people in the black community is the most feminine. And y'all can do whatever y'all want with that message. So now that Kevin Samuels uses statistics and all this other stuff, to prove his points, it's hard to go against his points. So now they are planning to assassinate his character. So the top things that happen in the black community, because they know black people are still homophobic as hell, is he gay. We do this with 
a lot of black entertainers that's on our shit list, especially men. So that's the first rumor. Are oh, he gay? No one can prove that he's gay, but he gay. How he's gay? Because he argued with women. How is he arguing with women when women caught like voluntarily call his show for feedback and are the opportunity to discredit his points on his show? He don't like women. He must hate women. He must have had a bad relationship with his mama and all this other stuff. But then people call him Mr. Miss Mama and say he's a mama's boy. And if he hate women, he probably wouldn't even have a show that invites women to use his platform to try to discredit everything that he say. So I wouldn't say he hate women. Not at all. Uh, they say he disrespectful. I wouldn't say he disrespectful. Distasteful, yes, because the truth isn't always delivered with flowers, blooms, and kindness. See, what happened was we, we grew up with, if you can't say nothing nice, don't say it at all. So a lot of people have been quiet because they couldn't figure out a nice way to say some of the darkest truths. And over the years, this guy has been developing his brand and he finally hit a, a plateau. He finally hit a space where he's being recognized. I would never, 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 never knock someone from their grind. Everything, everything that lasts as long took grind, took effort, took some time. And for him to get where he is now, it took some time. What may seem like an overnight success to us is years in the making. And that lead me to DJ Envy. I kind of jumped down my list. DJ Envy, man, he's so weak, man. He's so weak. Apparently, he never seen none of his videos, and he's just going off what people said about him. And one of the things that stuck out the most on The Breakfast Club, someone called and gave Kevin Samuels the dunk the other day. And he was like, oh, yeah, he was someone at, I believe he said Neiman's Market. It was somewhere. And he was, he was trying to get sales and all this other stuff and da 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 Because he was a sales rep or whatever. And, uh, and a part of that, he had to make sales, which I never knocked someone for what they used to do. Uh, because I disagree with them. And I'll never knock someone for what they used to do in spite of what they're doing now to discredit everything that they're doing now. So that was real weak. That was real. That, that, was, a, that was a punk move by DJ Envy, just to say that. You know, a real person would take this opportunity, especially in, 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 in media, I would have invited them to, to the show. Hey, let's get Kevin Samuels on the show and let's have this conversation. Let's talk to him because that's what they do. Y'all entertainers, y'all talk. If you got something you want to get off your chest, invite him to the show. Do it that way. Um, feminine energy doesn't respond to logic. That's a horrible truth. 
we are living in a more neutral world where men are more understanding um, than the men of our past and women are more independent of than the women of, of our past. So everyone is really becoming neutralized. And that's why a lot of relationships are hard to upkeep and figuring out their balance. Uh, the masculine energy and people, of course, you know, in 2021, we figure out what works for us. And again, masculine and feminine energy isn't male and, and female. It, it's not that. Um, it's whatever you possess internally that comes off natural for you. And finding that polarity, you know, there's relationships, you know, hetero, you know, sexual relationships that work where the man is, uh, where the man is more feminine than a woman, right? So not saying that male and woman and that's it, no, because we know that that's not the case. But figuring out how to balance that. Like a masculine woman wanting a masculine male sounds like a, a setup for disaster. But if one of them can figure out who's going to submit to being more feminine within their relationship, not saying who they are in their work environment, things of that nature, but when they come back to their relationship, really finding that balance of who are we going to be for each other? How are we going to show up for each other? What energy do we want to give off around each other? It's important. And Kevin Samuels talk about that. A lot of individuals are arguing about what makes you a high value man and da 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 da. What makes, for one, people need to understand where value comes from. Value comes from the outside source. So someone, you know, one of these statuses that I was on made a dumb comment. Like, no one should be able to set the value on you. You set the value for yourself. Um, yes, someone set the value on you because if no one wants to buy your product, no one is interested in your product, you have no value, right? Value comes with anything as it pertains to how much someone is willing to give to obtain that product. And high value means quality and quantity. What are the quality of people in numbers are, that are trying to get what you have? Right? So it's like, how many qualified, high qualified people, how many qualified people are trying to get your product? So yes, high value is, is usually determined by outside sources. You can say you have value all you want, but if nobody wants you, then internal high value don't mean nothing. If I had a, if I had a pen and someone say how much you want for that pen, And I say $1,000. And he say, okay, cool. And he bought his pen for $1,000. The value of this pen from this transaction is $1,000. But that doesn't mean that he will be able to sell that pen for $1,000 to someone else because they don't value that pen at $1,000. They don't care 
how much you paid for that pen. They just want that pen. And you can say all day, no, nah, man, I can't let you use my pen or, or buy this pen because I paid $1,000 for it. Now it's up to them to figure out if they want to pay $1,000 or more for that particular pen. It's up to them to say, no, nah, it ain't worth that. And in certain spaces, depending on what space you're in, dictates the value. So for people to say, oh, you, he being mean and he being all this other stuff I'm like no it's a it's a it's a harsh reality most high value men which were majority women want across the board regardless of education socioeconomic background um they say they want a man making six figures a man with a good job a man that does all these other things a lot of them superficial for the most part because it's easier for us to rely on something tangible when it comes to our our research process, our analyzing process of figuring out what is wanted. And those are some of the things that they want. I want a guy that's over six foot and all these other things. We see it everywhere. So we know that there's some reality in that. But then we still want to justify or discredit this man by saying everything that you're saying is BS. Women don't want a tall man that's in shape, that has a good job, that's financially stable, that has no kids, that has a good person. The loudest in the room tend to represent the entire group. And that's the issue that we really have. It's the loudest in the room that represents, you know, both groups, the masculine as well as the feminine. And those individuals continue to go on his show and prove everything that he's saying right. You saying that we care and the loudest people in the room are coming on a nationally broadcast YouTube channel with a bonnet on. A nationally broadcast YouTube channel with negative energy. Proving everything that this man saying is right. And one of my biggest things that I feel like Kevin Samuel should know is that you can't have masculine conversations with with feminine energy, regardless of how masculine they may come off. It's just, it won't work because at the end of the day, the essence of who they are is feminine. So they would never be able to understand and or want to use logic to understand what you're saying. You're telling, you know, someone to analyze themselves that naturally doesn't like analyzing anything. You're telling someone to think and or holding them accountable for what they're saying and doing when Feminine energy typically moves off natural pulses. They move with the flow. They move off love. And how they feel in that minute is exactly what they're going to express, even if the next minute, the next second, that they don't feel that way no more. And because of pride, they may not even apologize. You know, apology for, from feminine energy is them literally just being around and being happy, and they think everything is cool. And I honestly didn't understand this with my mom at all, but this is exactly how my mother uh, used to be growing up. And then understanding the, the cool and hot balance between masculine and feminine energy. You know, some people are hot, some people are cool. And your taste may change depending on the circumstances, depending on the day, depending, depending on how surrounded you are around 
hot and cold, masculine and feminine energy. Sometimes you're around hot so long that you want to be around something cool, soothing. Sometimes you're around something so cool so long that you want to be around something hot, fiery, and just impulsive and explosive. And that's fine, right? That's fine. Because you have to find that balance in order to make things work in your life. So, yeah, that's my take on Kevin Samuels. Um, If y'all want to add to the conversation again, I'm not the biggest fan of Buddy, but I can say it's very entertaining to watch. And I don't believe 100% of nobody. So I take what I what I can do my research for myself and go from there. You can't beat facts with opinions. And that's that on that. Thank everybody for tuning in. It's your boy, Lavelle D. Munger, your host for Vale's World. Make sure y'all follow us on all the social media outlets. That's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Vale's World Podcast. If you would like for me to be a guest, if you would like to be a guest or sponsor an upcoming episode, make sure you email Vale's World Podcast at ldmunger.com. I hope you all enjoy the show. Peace and love. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Join me in my journey to success by following on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Vales World Podcast. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns you would like to address, or you just want to sponsor or feature on an upcoming episode, email me at Vales World Podcast at ldmonger.com. Vales World can be heard on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, share, leave a review or a voice message, and more importantly, support. For as little as 99 cents a month, we can take this thing a long way. Love. It's the team.